Hi, welcome to wilsonlightning.com. This is our ministry equipping website to bless you in the whole area of leadership, intercession, prophetic, and we of course also have many articles in many areas of Christian living and Bible and the church. Today, my leadership podcast is on this topic of why we need deep humility. You know, when you are a successful leader or when there is a successful leader, often this person is exposed to the accolades and the flowing of benefits of their success. If we're not careful, pride can creep into our hearts. And even if we're not yet successful nor as visible, there's still that crucial need to deal with pride in our hearts and to deepen our humility. In fact, can I say it is far better to deepen our convictions and attitudes of humility as a younger leader so that even when we are better placed in the future in terms of recognition and, and success, when it begins to gather momentum, we can handle the pressures and the temptations of all these areas because we have been building solidly in the area of humility in our hearts. And so even if pride has not yet grown in our hearts, there is this tremendous need to deepen humility in our hearts. For after all, we should be following the example of Jesus, who was the ultimate example of having humility. So why is humility so important as a leader. Let me give us a number of reasons why we, as a leader, we really need to deepen our humility. Firstly, without deep humility, a leader cannot grow in areas of their weaknesses. You see, when there's pride, it breeds a disease, a disease called willful ignorance. We will, may choose to ignore because we think we don't need to know or we don't need to deal with certain areas. After all, we are so good in so many areas and God seems to continue to be blessing us. So as a result, we ignore our weaknesses until it is too late. The Bible tells us the story of King David. King David, he chose to ignore his lust and sin with Bathsheba and because pride had crept into his heart. And so the danger is this, that we will you know, just not be aware or, or we reject or we don't want to know about those areas of weaknesses in our lives. So when others point out to us our weak areas of weakness, what is our attitude? Do we pull out an imaginary dagger and defend ourselves? Or do we thankfully receive that observation and go to God to ask for more grace, for help from God? Such leaders, they easily take in people's suggestions or improvements. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 31 to 32, He who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home amongst the wise. He who ignores discipline despises himself, but, he, but whoever heeds correction gains understanding. So usually, it is the humble leaders who will continue to grow because they are more aware of areas that they need to grow in. God is also able to speak into our hearts more easily when our hearts are humble. The second reason is this. 
without deep humility, a leader cannot become balanced in life and ministry. You know, achieving balance is something extremely challenging. It is difficult partly because we are often not aware of the imbalance or the weaknesses in our lives. How much more difficult it is then to achieve the balance when we do not listen to feedback or good advice. When we think that our own way, our current situation is always the better way. When there is pride, we, we cannot be objective in our view of our own life and our ministry. We will attach extra weight on certain things due to our preferences, the way we like things. I have had to deal with pastors and leaders who are simply not balanced in their life, in their ministry, but they refuse to see what I was trying to say to them. And as a result, many of them have gotten into trouble. So do we listen? Do we listen, for example, to the advice of our parents or our work supervisors or people around us? Now, they may not all be spiritual, but they do have some experience. I'm not saying that every advice we receive is necessarily wise. The advice, nevertheless, is often given because of the best of intentions and with our interests in mind. A leader must be humble enough to be teachable, but not gullible. A leader must learn how to weigh up the counsel he receives in the light of scriptures and the welfare of the kingdom as well. You know, for example, years ago, a recommendation was made to us to consider moving to another location to lead another church. We weighed it up, we prayed about it, we, we considered the factors honestly before God, and we had to reach the conclusion that it wasn't the best course of action. We listened, we considered carefully, humbly in prayer, before we made a decision. That's important. Another reason why, the third reason is, without deep humility, a leader will not be adequately accountable to others. You see, when a person is proud or they have pride in their hearts, they struggle to submit to others because they perhaps may consider themselves as better, better equipped, better understanding of situation than others. Now, submission does not mean that we, we are necessarily less successful or adequate to the person that we submit to. I mean, consider the case of many champion athletes and their coaches. Many times, these athletes are actually better than their coaches, than their coaches ever were, but they needed the keen observation, the experience, and the wisdom of their coaches. Now, the Bible gives us an example of uh, General Joab. Joab was an example of a leader who was not adequately accountable to his king, King David. Joab took matters into his own hand and killed Abner despite what the king had already instructed. The Bible tells us in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 26 to 27, it says, Joab then left David and sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the well of Sirah. But David did not know about it. Now, when Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into the gateway as though to speak to him privately. And there to avenge the blood of his brother as a hell, Joab stabbed him in the stomach and he died. So Joab took revenge in his own preference 
and kills this general. When we are not accountable, we often will mess up. I have seen pastors who are not accountable to others and they eventually ruin their ministry. I know of pastors who taught their congregation that the first tithe that the people give is for the pastor and they fail to realize the dangers of such a practice. I have learned to be accountable. For example, I've been willing to be uh, accountable to Pastor Simon for many years as he was uh, my leader uh, because it gives me security and safety. And even now, as the HIM president, I make myself accountable to my global elders because I appreciate the fact that I can remain accountable to others. The fourth reason why we need deep humility is that a leader will not always make the best decisions. You see, when there's a pride, the leader will tend to make decisions that will make himself look good so that he can claim more honor, more acclaim. So without deep humility, a leader will tend to protect himself more above the good of the cause that he's involved with. Pride will blind a leader to find the best path. And, you know, I see this in politics many times. That's what the politicians are doing so often. But when there is humility, a leader is willing, willing to admit that they may be wrong in a certain decision and be willing to make the appropriate changes. Otherwise, uh, they, they will, if they're not having humility, they will refuse to admit their error and they perhaps may keep digging this hole that they've made deeper. A humble leader will always seek advice because they want the best decision possible. Because a humble leader cares more about the good of the people, of the organization, than their own reputation. Let me go on. The fifth reason is that without deep humility, a leader will not truly rely upon God. You see, proud leaders tend to rely upon their own strength more than God because they think they can do better, because it's their preferred way. After all, they've done this so well all this time and seemingly without a lot of God's help. Now, the scriptures remind us that when we humbly rely upon God, God will bless us and He will lift us up in due time. The Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 to 6, it says, Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourself with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that He may lift you up in due time. When God is with us, far more blessings flow than our competency actually deserves. Think about that. We will also be listening to God more attentively and are more careful to obey Him. You know, the Bible tells us the example of King Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15, a proud king who adjusted what he was instructed by God. The consequence was he did not carry out what God instructed him, but adjusted it to fit his own preference. As a result of his pride, God declared that he would remove Saul as king. Wow. Now, let's get a bit more practical. How do we develop deeper humility? Let me suggest a few key areas. 
Firstly, cultivate a thankful heart before God. You see, when we have a thankful heart, it nurtures our relationship with God. It keeps us humble because it keeps our focus on God and really fosters that humble attitude that God knows best. And it also helps us recognize that all good things come from God. Hence, a God-centered thankfulness will help keep pride at bay and foster humility in our own hearts. So every day, we should find things that we can be thankful to God for. Even through the most difficult times, we should ask God to show us how we can be thankful or continue to be thankful. The Bible says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now the second thing that can help us deepen humility is to cultivate a repentant heart. Now it's so crucial to nurture that soft heart so that it, it keeps us soft and we can be deeply aware of our sins. We should resolve not to gloss over our sins, nor to hide it. A heart that is willing to confess our sins and repent, this, this sort of attitude will remind us of who we are, our absolute depravity and weakness, that if, if, we just, if we don't have Christ, we would be nothing. This is not to mean we, we beat ourselves up over it. Rather, it should draw us into the deeper appreciation of the mercy and the grace of God. And it, it reminds us that we are fallen people and who are only able to serve because of the grace of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. This will help deepen our humility before God. Let me go on. The third thing that will help us is when we, when we realize that God did not design us to function by ourselves. You see, God designed His people to function in community. You can see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Our giftings and our strengths become far more effective when we join together with others who complement us. Besides, our raw ages, it gets refined more when there are people around us, just like iron sharpens iron. And so having this realization that we need others helps us better appreciate and value them as well. All of that helps, keeps us humble. Let me go on. The fourth, the fourth key that will help us so much is when we're ready to accept humiliations. Sometimes things do not go the way we anticipate and we may be humiliated in that situation. Perhaps we may receive an open rebuke. Perhaps a demotion. Perhaps our project may fail. Now we can either grow a bitter root or we allow it to humble us. After all, think about this. Jesus, the King of Kings, He was utterly humiliated at the cross, but He bore it humbly. Humiliation can teach us a lot about our own perspectives, our attitudes, our capacity to humble ourselves. Now, I'm not suggesting we simply allow people to step all over us, there is, but there is a place to bear suffering as a silent lamb, just as Jesus did. 
Of course, we will need much wisdom, resilience, and strength to respond in the right way with God's help. Let me go on. The fifth. The fifth thing that will help us is when we don't take ourselves too seriously. What do I mean by that? Well, we need to learn to laugh, to even laugh at ourselves. We should not take ourselves too seriously. When we are able to joke about our own weaknesses, our limitations, it does help us to humbly accept them. It, it helps us not to be a person who is too caught up trying to maintain a perfect facade. It helps us also to be quicker to admit when we're wrong. So have a bit of sense of humor even about yourself. Sixth point, consider others before ourselves. Now the scriptures does encourage us to consider others and their needs before our very own. For example, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Rick Warren has put it this way, Humility is not thinking less about ourselves, but thinking of yourself less. In other words, humility is not considering ourselves to have less value than others, but really spending less time thinking about our own self and our own needs. So even if we have a greater status or we have more authority over someone, we want to consider them because our heart is we want to benefit them more than ourselves. And so such a posture keeps us humble. That's not to mean we don't look after ourselves. There's a place, uh, but it's all about our general orientation towards others. Now, the seventh and last aspect is we need to cultivate an opening, a listening heart. You know, when we recognize that we need others, we need their input into our lives, then that will help us to be more willing to open our hearts to listen to them. Sometimes what they have to say may be painful to hear because it perhaps exposes some significant weakness or flaw in our lives. But we need that feedback if we are to grow and to mature. So by continually keeping our hearts open and listening to others, it will continually help to keep us humble at the same time. So notice, if we start to push or avoid feedback, push people away from giving us feedback and all that, we are in danger of deepening, of hardening our hearts. In my podcast, Did I Get What You Said? I unpack in greater detail about the how and the why of more effective listening and some of the key attitudes that involve. You can look into those aspects, how you can improve the way you listen to others. So let me just conclude. Humility is a crucial attitude for any Christian leader. For it reflects Christ's attitude. A humble leader is able to develop better, more wholesomely, and function more uh, effectively. The deeper the humility of a leader before God, the more mightily God can use him over the long haul. May God bless you. We trust you've been blessed by the word today. Do visit www.wilsonlyling.com for more messages and teachings. For the latest news and updates, follow Facebook and Instagram, wilson.lyling.